Hello and welcome to the Glide TV Recaps of the Golden Girls. Today we're on Season 7, Episode 21, Home Again Rose, Part 1, which originally aired on April 25th of 1992. Let's learn what else transpired in history on that day. In 1792, the guillotine is first used in France to execute highwayman Nicolas Pelletier, I believe that would be pronounced. And our most recent uh, event, on April 25th of 2019, Microsoft becomes the third U.S. company to be listed with a market worth of over $1 trillion, joining Apple and Amazon. So, that is our history lesson for today. So why don't you tell us what transpired in this installment of The Golden Girls. Wow. Scene one, we're in the kitchen. Sophia, uh, she's cooking. Dorothy enters and asks why Sophia has been leaving the toilet seat up all week. Yeah. And Sophia replies, thank God, I thought I was losing weight. Yeah, she couldn't tell him the seat was up. Uh, Blanche enters and says her daughter Janet and granddaughter Sarah are coming to visit in a couple of days. Oh, she is so happy until Sophia points out that is the daughter that hates Blanche. Yeah, but this is a chance for Blanche to make it right, as it's not the first chance. Uh, she needs help in coming up with something that the three of them can do together. Well, Sophia has an idea that doesn't help. Dorothy doesn't help too much either. Rose enters and says she is so mad. Yeah, she just got a letter from back home all about her high school reunion. Rose didn't know she was going to miss such a good time. Yeah, and she reads the she reads the letter. Dear Rose, you sure did miss a good time. Yes, the precision drill team wasn't the same without you. We could only spell out Saint Oaf. Yeah, Rose didn't go to her reunion because she wasn't feeling well. Rose is from Saint Olaf. Yes, they are rough and rugged. They don't go see doctors. The other three girls are concerned about Rose and her health. Well, Rose lasts laughs it off and exits. Scene two, we're back in the living room. Blanche enters from the bedroom hall and notices that Rose and Dorothy are there sitting on the couch and Sophia sitting on the chair on a Saturday night. Doesn't surprise her. Before Blanche goes out, she wants them to listen to what she found in the personals. Last call for those from East Miami High, class of 1952. Don't miss our 40th reunion party. Huh, Blanche thinks this is the opportunity for them to go to a high school reunion. Well, they decide to do it, and Blanche will go to the library, pick up some yearbooks, so they can familiarize themselves with the school and the people before they go. Yep. Well, Rose has three good answers to the non-riddle. How do you tell a slut from a yearbook? No, I'm not going into detail with those three good answers. Uh, scene three, we're in the living room. Sophia's in a nice dress. The, uh, Dorothy enters and looks good for the reunion. Rose and Blanche enter, also dressed very well. The reunion must be tonight. Yes, Blanche is drilling Rose about what she knows about the school. Yeah, Rose says she isn't feeling very well once again, and maybe she shouldn't go. But they do. Scene four, we're at that reunion. Rose went to the no-show table and got four name tags for them. Yeah, Blanche will be Susan Armstrong. Dorothy will be Cindy Lou Peoples. 
The field will be Myron Zucker. And Rose will be Kim Foon Toy. Yes. Uh, Blanche, the Chinese uh, exchange student, apparently. Blanche heads off to a pack of the pretty girls, of course, and Sophia follows behind her. Well, I don't know if they establish she's Chinese exchange, just some Asian country An exchange. Asian exchange or something. Or yeah, non-Indian like, Asian country exchange. Yeah. Later on, they mm -hmm. do, yes. Yes, Dorothy and Rose, they talk a little. Then Dorothy meets Tommy Lunt. And they both scream and leave. Yes, we then see Sophia at the punch bowl. And a guy comes up and asks if she is Mrs. Gonzalez. Spanish, 101. See, si. Yes, she is Larry Tucker. He was her student and had a crush on her. Ah, Sophia takes him to the dance floor to Mambo. Then Blanche and Ted O'Brien. Yes, he doesn't like girls and he doesn't like Susan Armstrong. Nope, she told the whole school way back when that he didn't like girls. Oh, then Dorothy and Tommy Lunt. Yeah, he's in the tar business and boring Dorothy to death about tar. And Dorothy finally says her husband died in a tar pit and leaves him. Yes. Blanche is approached by a man named Bill. Yeah, that apparently had a child with Susan Armstrong. The kid was raised by Bill's parents. Bill leaves when Blanche asks him what he does for a living. An MC wants everybody's attention so they can get started. A guy comes over and notices Dorothy uh, playing Cindy Lou Peoples. Ah, the MC is Pete Fielder, the senior class president. Dorothy says she is tired of being Cindy and is ready to go home. Yeah, and the thing's just now starting, practically. The MC announces the king and queen of the prom, Danny Farrell and Cindy Lou Peoples. Dorothy is excited. She is the prom queen, believe it or not. They go sit on chairs that are on the stage, and the MC says... She is not Cindy. Well, the charade is over. Yeah, they've been found out. And at this time, Rose collapses onto the stage. And uh, she's not kidding. She, she collapses. Scene five. We're on the emergency room. We're in the emergency room waiting room. Yes. Blanche, Dorothy, and Sophia, they're waiting for the last. They've been waiting for the last hour. They talk now. Sophia tells us how they broke the news at Shady Pines that someone died. They would say, guess who's getting two desserts tonight? Uh, they talk more. What if she had a major stroke? Blanche thinks it is her fault because she made her go to the reunion. Then Blanche prays to God. Yes, the doctor comes out and gives them an update on Rose. She is fine. She had a very mild cardiac episode. No permanent damage. She has moved to room 114 and the girls can go see her. The doctor makes a move on Blanche and Blanche keeps her promise to God. Yeah, well, for now. Scene six, we're in room 114. All the four girls, they all talk for a little while. Rose brings up cryogenics and says that is what she is having done when she dies, so she won't remain dead. Rose says she will just do her head to preserve her brain, and they all laugh at that. But Dorothy and Blanche also agree to have their heads frozen. 
also. Scene seven, we're back in the living room. Doorbell rings and it's Janet and the granddaughter, Sarah. Sarah wants to know if they can go to Monkey Village. Huh. Blanche spouts some religious things and Janet doesn't really want Sarah's mind filled with this kind of stuff. Now, Blanche leaves to the kitchen to get some Gideon Bibles and the grandkid, Sarah, says she misses sexy grandma. Yeah. Scene eight, we're back at the hospital. The three girls come into Rose's room and Rose is not there. But she is helping herself to some of the items in the room. A nurse comes in and informs them that Rose has gone into cardiac arrest and they are pre prepping her for surgery as this episode ends. Well, we have a few cultural references throughout this episode. Uh, firstly, to The Three Musketeers, uh, which of course is a historical adventure novel that was written in 1844 by French author Alexandre Dumas. Uh, it is situated between 1625 and 28. Uh, recounting the adventures of a young man named, oh boy, um, <laughs> D'Artagnan, uh, based on Charles de Botscosimo d'Artagnan, uh, after he leaves home to travel to Paris to join the Musketeers of the Guard. Although D'Artagnan is not able to join this elite corps immediately, he befriends the three most formidable Musketeers of the age, Athos, Porthos, and Aramis, uh, the Three Inseparables, as they're often called, and gets involved in affairs of the state and court. Uh, in genre, The Three Musketeers is primarily a historical and adventure novel. However, Dumas also frequently works into the plot various injustices, abuses, and absurdities of the old regime, giving the novel an additional political aspect at a timely debate in France between Republicans and monarchists was still fierce. The story was first serialized from March to July of 1844 during the July Monarchy, four years before the French Revolution of 1848. Uh, the story of D'Artagnan is continued in 20 years after, and the Vicomte of Bragelon, 10 years later. Uh, cryogenics. Uh, is the production and behavior of materials at very low temperatures is in a uh, physics context. In uh, the meaning they mean here is to freeze a nearly dead human uh, in order to resuscitate it later to cure whatever is ailing it when a cure for that ailment has been developed, basically. Um, did you do the Arctic beetle? Is a beetle native to the Arctic Circle? Really? Yeah, shocking one there. Shocking. Um, Monkey Village, as far as I could tell, is uh, invented. Go. Yeah. Um, a Gideon Bible. So this is the like all those Bibles you see in like hotels, hotels. and stuff. Yes. Uh, that's what they're referring to here. The Gideon International Society. Uh, is a evangelical Christian association that was founded in 1899 in Wisconsin, and their primary activity is distributing copies of the Bible free of charge. Uh, they have copies printed in over 100 languages. They distribute to hotels, hospitals, and other medical offices, schools, colleges, 
military bases as well as jails and prisons. Um, do 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 Vaseline, a brand of petroleum jelly owned by British Dutch company Unilever. Uh, and Ben Gay uh, is a topical heat rub applied to temporarily relieve muscle and joint pain. Uh, so that's our references. We have quite a few side characters. Uh, Tommy Lunt is played by Paul Solomon, who has one other acting credit in his career. Nine years after this episode, he appeared in a film in 2001 in, entitled Strawberry's Letter. Okay. Uh, Larry Tucker is played by Lou Wagner, known for playing Lucius in the original Planet of the Apes. He's also in Airport, Conquest of the Planet of the Apes in a different role, uh, and Star Trek Next Generation. Huh. Uh, Ted O'Brien, played by Mario Recuso, uh, known for The Majestic, Life Goes On, Dharma and Greg, and Working. Uh, Bill is played by Kevin Cooney, uh, known for playing General Clark in the Austin Powers films, uh, also in Legally Blonde and Independence Day. Uh, Pete Fielder is played by Rudolph Wilrich, Known for nine and a half weeks, because I said so, Alice, sweet Alice, and the number 23. Uh, do do Danny Farrell, played by David Cromwell, known for Townies, Picture Perfect, uh, Law and Order, and The Burning Zone. The Doctor is played by Lyndon Childs, known for Old Friends. Uh, James at 16, The Mystic Tales of Nicholas Winter, and the 1966 Green Hornet. Uh, Sarah, uh, Blanche's granddaughter, uh, this is her most notable role, uh, which is only two episodes. She's in the one after this, too. Yeah. Um, okay. She's also in, she only has four other credits. Uh, she's in Gabriel's Fire. Empty Nest in a different role, uh, Just the Ten of Us, and something called Mrs. Piggle Wiggle. Okay. Uh, Janet, Blanche's daughter, played by Jessica Lundy, uh, known for a single white female, The Stupids, The Inspectors, and Fudgy Wudgy Fudge Face, in which she plays the role of Sour Lemon Drop. Yeah, I don't know, uh, but she is uh, <laughs> she's uh, apparently big big star here in this Inspectors show. She's in the lead role, ninety two episodes. Uh, this I'm assuming this is some mystery uh, series thing. Works as a U.S. postal inspector. Okay, so yeah, this is one of those kind of deals. Hmm. All right, anywho, uh, no new sex partners, so the tally still stands. Blanche, 183, Dorothy, 12, Sophia, 11, and Rose, 9. Huh, okay. Well, I had no observations for Oh, this, I skipped really. someone. Sorry, uh -oh. the nurse. 
Oh, the nurse. Yeah, yeah is Audrey Chapman, uh, known for Marilyn Hotchkiss's Ballroom Dancing and Charm School. Uh, she's in uh, two different productions of that. Uh, also, Coyote in a Graveyard and Hardball. Uh, so, don't want to forget her. No. Jeez. Okay, I have no other observations for this episode myself. Okay. Uh, um, I did notice, and I thought it was a quite uh, appropriate for them. They did not have like a funny scene there over the end credits this time. That really would not have been good. I wouldn't have thought. Uh, and my uh, episode counts. I did not find any of my episode counts on any of these. So series counts. Weddings, Planned Weddings, 11. Physical Abuse of Rose, 15. St. Olaf Stories, 49. Picture It Stories, 28. Cheesecake Seaton, 19. Sicily Italian Stories, 9. Sicily Italian References, 63. Girls Mad at Each Other and Not Best Friends Are Moving Out, 29. Time Sports, 33. Games, 48. Stanley's The Bornack Appearances, 25. And I thought this was nicely done. 85 out of 100. Well, that'll do it for this episode of the Glide TV Recaps. The Golden Girls, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed. If you did, make sure to subscribe to the show for more great content like this. And until that next episode, goodbye. <laughs>